back to the United States, Michelle. I am so happy. How long were you away? Four months. Four months. Four months. And you were on stage. I I got to tell you guys out there who are listening. I went to to London to see Michelle in the play. Now, uh, Michelle's family was it was my husband George and Michelle's husband and Michelle's two children were there. We're sitting in the audience. Uh, Michelle's husband and I were crying the whole time. (laughs) We're watching our girl Michelle from the clubs of New York. Yeah. Who's always, all she ever wanted was to be on the boards, darling. Yes. On the stage uh, in London, her favorite place. Yeah. Um, And there you were, Michelle, you were fantastic. I'm getting choked up thinking about it right now because I got to tell you, you know, um, you're singing, you're dancing, you're acting, you are doing it all with a Northern English accent. I don't know. You were phenomenal. And I, people out there who are listening, I'm, not, I'm really not just saying that just because I love you so much. Oh. You were phenomenal in that role. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. Now tell me about doing that. Well, of course, we're talking about Jim. Everybody's talking about Jim. Everybody's talking yeah. about Jim. Yeah. Now uh, tell me about the experience. You got it. How much rehearsal did you get? Well, to that's do? the thing. I wrote it down. You know, I keep everybody that listens knows I keep the list of things we have to talk about when yes. I'm away from you. Yeah. So on the list was um, specifically the torment that my mind put me through. You want to talk about an inner saboteur, honey? Mm. Oh, this one was inner, outer, and everything. What was else. it saying? Things like what? Well, I had nine days only to learn the script. Well, I had been given it in advance, but there was DragCon and there was New York sure. Drag. I couldn't get it yeah. in. Yeah. So there, I went to London knowing the first scene, which is the longest scene. It's a very long scene yeah. with a number in between. Um, I hadn't had dialect coaching, so I knew nothing about... So you had a dialect coach. had a dialect coach, and I only worked with her four times, and each time was an hour and a half only. What's the... I'm, I'm, we'll get back to you, Stuart, but what's the trick to doing a northern accent? This is my version of a... a I don't know. Which is Scottish. Just, is that really... There's something about Jim. <laughs> There's something about Jim. Wow. <laughs> is that is that was I being racist? Oh, horrendous. <laughs> um, what are the keys? What are the keys to a northern accent? Well, first of all, I love northern accent, so I knew what it was going in. I wasn't blind to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were to say do um, somebody from Ghana, like I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar. Well, without a lot of work, and you're either good at accents or they're tough. And for yeah. me, they're tough. I'm not great at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so ha- having a lot of Northern friends help. But the key to a Northern accent, my dialect coach told me, is in the L's. She said, if there are, there have been times in 80 plus shows or however many I did in four months where I would leave the stage and I'd go, oh my God. Or I'd just even turn around and say, that was so American. Really? Like I heard myself uh. being American. <laughs> you can't put an R. The minute an R goes into a word, yeah. it becomes American. Oh. And the minute L's are in the back of the throat, L is uh, like, L. instead uh-huh. of saying, we would say class. Yeah. No, that was kind of Northern. Mm. We would say, you know, say class. but Class. Uh, right. And the Northerner would say class. So class. it's the L. It's the it's cl- a cl- class. Class. <laughs> It's like a soft L. It's it's in the back of the throat. Class. Yeah. Class. Yeah, so you would hit the class. L. Class instead of class. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so things like that. And of course, the opening at the ending of an IE sound so, yeah. or a Y yeah. sound. So you had nine days before hitting. How was What was the first performance like? Um, I don't even remember yeah. because I was shitting my pants. Yeah. And 
I always get nervous before I sing, before I perform all the time. I'm, really? I'm, still? After yeah. 300 yes. plus years? Listen, Sammy Davis Jr. said the minute you don't get nervous, you should quit. Well, I think that's because Sammy was jacked up on cocaine most of the time. Do you think that's why? Probably. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, there's a little ping of nervousness just for a sp- half a second. And then I go, you know what? Pff, screw it. I'm here. Well, I talked to Patty Lapone. Who is your best friend my now? My BFF now. And she said she still gets nervous to this day. And she said that means you care, which is true. But somebody... Okay, then I clearly don't care. You obviously don't give a shit. You're obviously there for the paycheck. That's what they say anyway, Um Ethel Merman said... Uh, in an interview. She said this to you. Yes, obviously. Because uh, yeah, you know all the... We bro- went to high school together. You guys, you're so close with all the Broadway stars. Ethel Merman, yes. <laughs> Shakespeare. Um, Will told me. Uh, she said, nervous? Why would I be nervous? They are the ones that should be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman said, the audience should yes! be nervous. <laughs> She's like, they're the ones. That-. So I was like, done. Stolen. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. keeping it. <laughs> For me, it was just about not what I was doing. I had confidence in what I was doing, but I was doing it in the accent. And the accent is what really yeah. scared me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. what if I did it wrong? And I said to the director, I said to the dialect coach, Michaela, I said, you wouldn't let me go out there sounding like a twat, right. would you? And they no, said, you sounded great. Absolutely Your not. voice was great. You're dancing. And one, in one scene, Michelle is lifted over uh, these dancers' heads. Like a, a Madonna concert. Yes! It was crazy. Yeah. And then afterward, we went to the Ivy, not to be confused with the Ivy here in Los Angeles and Hollywood, and they had good food. This is a bar. This is across from where Death Trap is, Mousetrap. Mousetrap. Mousetrap, yes. which is one of the longest running plays Agatha in history. It's the, the Ivy is across the street from there. And this and it's so funny. I'm just saying it's odd because in London, it's not known for good, good food. It's gotten way better over the well, years. Well, it's gotten better over the years, yes. but the, the Ivy was very good. So if you're going to mm-hmm. London, go to the Ivy. And also, Seven Dials. And Seven Dials. Yes. That's right, at Seven Dials. And um, also for breakfast, go to the... Um, uh, Ham Yard Hotel for breakfast. And afternoon tea. They do a great afternoon tea. And that's right there in Soho, right there in the theater district. The, yeah. the East End, West is the West, West End. West it's right down the street from Everybody's Talking About Jamie, and it was a great experience. What did you learn about yourself? I'm sorry. I'm, we're going to get to, we have lots to talk about. Yes. What did you learn about? You, 80 plus performances. Yes. Uh, you know, living in London, this is the longest you've ever lived in London. Yes, and I loved it. And what did you learn about yourself that you didn't know? Um, how incredibly resilient I am um, dealing with all the health issues I was dealing Thanks, with. Thanks, Boniva. Yeah. <laughs> joking. Yes. No, joking. Of course I was joking. Um, dealing we- with the health issues I was dealing with uh, and then having to work through the, the utter insecurity. There was one point where I just sat in the apartment and cried. I was by myself. I just sat there. And the tears just flow, f- were flowing down my face. And I sat there going, why am I doing this to myself? Well, doing I'm what? Putting myself through this. Because I the thought... theater experience? Yeah, I thought there's no way I was going to be able to do this. I couldn't do it. I couldn't learn the choreography, the blocking, the accent, the dialect, same thing, the, um, the, the words. It just wasn't coming easily to me at all. There were two scenes in particular that were very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one, when I, we do a song called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, like the namesake song, and she starts spewing words in the middle of the song that Your make character. no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my character, Miss mm-hmm. Hedge, makes no sense. So I could not remember them for the life of me, and I just was beating myself up. 
beating myself up. I sat there going, I don't know why I'm doing this. You know, it's funny. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the time when I was in the workroom on Drag Race with Katya. And she was doing this thing where she, this anxiety thing that I could tell from when she was talking about it, that that was a, um, a, a habit a mental habit that she went through, and that was her way to get to the other side. And you realize you don't have to do that. You live long enough and you realize, you know what? I do this thing where I go all around the block and land and I'm fine. Why not just have the faith that put in the, t- the hard yards, the hours, and it will happen? And I know this about you too. You like to be hard on yourself. I don't know if you like it. It is part it of habit. Your, it's a habit yeah. that you do. It's a bad when are habit. you going to let that habit go? Trust me when I tell you I don't want to be. I am my own worst enemy. We all are our own worst enemy, but some are different levels. I am my wor- own worst enemy. Um, I had everybody around me, the director, Johnny Boderell. I had um, the star of the show, John McCree. I had nothing but support. These people were like... Four days before I debuted, which was Monday, and I debuted on a Thursday, Johnny, the director, said, you're ready. And yeah. I said, oh, no, fuck, absolutely uh-huh. not. No, uh-huh. I need every... People get three weeks to a month. Yeah. I'm getting nine days. Yeah. No, I'm not ready. Like, um, I don't get a rush out of it. I don't like it. Uh-huh. It gives me anxiety that could end, end me up but in it's the familiar it's familiar possibly so and i don't know why i don't want to do it anymore I, I think that there's a part of you that feels like it's not worth it unless the stakes are that high i think the stakes have to be high because you have the talent you have the voice you have it all what could possibly go wrong i don't know and even rue i think out of all those shows i forgot my words twice and guess what it was fine. Yeah. I found my way out of it. Yeah. There was one time where I tripped on my word and I thought, instantly thought, in real life, if I tripped on my word, I'm not going to act like it didn't happen. Yeah. So in character, I made up a storyline. Uh-huh. And the kids were dying. They uh-huh. loved it. Uh-huh. But it yeah. still stayed in where I needed to be. And I thought, yeah. I left the stage and I went, well done. That was yeah. actually really good. Yeah. You did that in character. So I don't know why I'm as hard as I am that I, as hard as I am on myself that I am. Yeah, I got it. English. Got it. Yes. I don't yeah. know why I do that. Yeah. I just do it. And I, I don't want to do it. But what stopped me in the end, besides that Ethel Merman quote and Patty telling me she still gets nervous is who cares? Who friggin cares? I saw and I went, who cares? I'm still going to be me at the end of my day. Yeah. And even if I ended up on stage and went, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's start all over. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. I see that you've stuck with the lash extensions. Do you like them? Now, now was that part of the JMA experience? It was part of the JMA journey. Yeah. Because for me, I was putting on strip lashes eight shows a week. Yeah. And um, the gla- the, we do it you know, when we film. But for some reason, I know why. It's not every single day for me. Because you don't have a makeup artist on gym. No, it's just me. And I was a teacher, and yeah. it was very simple. So, Well, you know, <clears throat> some of my teachers in even grade school were absolute sluts. Well, So you would have fit right in. I absolutely would have. Yeah. been in my head, Janet... Uh-huh. Was that in her day life, you know, yeah. or in there her was night that life? One thing in the character in Jemma where your your character uh, is on the phone trying to get a date to call her, call. and yes, and it's interesting because it's a nice little character um, uh, element that uh, t- that sort of explains why your teacher, the character, is kind of mean to Jemma. Yeah. It's not mean, but she's hard on him. She's hard on him because in my mind, and it's not what the woman before me did, but in my mind, 
She's been through all this. She's done the hard yard. She she left. This is a council housing or a project school. In what town is Jamie living? Sheffield. Sheffield. And the, she got out of that. She went to school. She got her master's. But ironically, she ended up back there. Right. And after all that, she's telling these kids, I know how to get out. And these kids yeah. are like, but you're back. Right. So they pay her no mind. Yeah. But she's trying to teach them. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And not in my class. You could be gay, just not in my classroom. So she's the Harriet Tubman of Sheffield. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously. It's me with eyelash <laughs> extensions. So obviously, it's the Harriet Tubman of Sheffield. <laughs> That's who you played. Yes. That's who you played. Janet Tubman. Yes. <laughs> Direct descendant. Well, you realize these days... And I have an Aunt Harriet. I know you do. Yeah. You have to realize that... And I met her uh, recently at your birthday party. Uh, You have to realize that a lot of people... We have to explain who Harriet Tubman is these days. Oh, stop it. It's crazy. It's crazy That's not crazy. That's pathetic. It's it's very pathetic. These are the days we live in. But I am so glad to to wind it up that you were able to see it. And to be there. And just ironically, the same night as my husband and my daughters. The universe is a wild thing. That's and that's going back to your uh your anxiety over uh going and getting on stage that you were talking about four days before the curtain uh rise is that you realize that there is another consciousness, another force that is at play here. You have to align yourself with it. And because my mind, our collective mind can do a trick on us and you have to go outside of your mind and see some of these patterns, these mental habits that we have, and sort of hack them and go, uh, you know what, mind, brain, thanks for sharing, yeah. but I know from experience that you're going to be fine. Right. And I know from experience that I'm going to be fine, but I think you hit the nail on the head at the beginning of this conversation where it's been a dream of mine my whole life, yeah. and because that moment was happening, I went, I need to be perfect. Right. And I tell my kids all the time, there's no such thing as perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. Right. Universe, whoever's reigning over us, whoever you believe in, that's probably the closest to perfection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And none of us feeble human beings are ever going to attain perfection. Right. So once you let that go... I think there's a lot less pressure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, again, uh, how the the, uh, the planets align. And Patty LaPone, she's perfect. She's perfect. The planets align to for George and I to be there and for uh, your husband yeah. at the same time. And it just worked out. I wasn't even sure when I planned the trip. wasn't sure you were going to be there. No, I you thought you, were, you weren't. I thought you were going to be in the United States for Christmas yep. uh, and that I would miss the thing. I was only here for three days wow. to pick my family up and bring them back. And it just yeah. worked out perfectly. And that was a, one of the greatest experiences of my life. I also realized Would you do that it again? Four months was a very long time. Yeah. I don't know how people do year bids, honestly, mm. when they sign on for, to a show for a year. Do you have any injuries from it? No. You tw- no twisty ankles? No twisty What about, ankles. did the voice ever go out? No, I had a... Um, uh, a work, you know, vocal a voice. Coach? Yeah, vocal coach. But I also did my warm ups every single day. Yeah. I ha- I sang one song, and the song was literally two minutes. But it was in a key that was oh, not familiar. Not to only me. that, but you rap in that yeah. show too. You rap. On a hey, test. you know, Soul System, what's <laughs> up? Yes! It's gonna be a lovely day. <laughs> CNC Music Factory Soul System. No! Yes. And so you do it all in there. It's just amazing the things that uh, the the hurdles. There's somebody like, playing a radio like outside. A I don't no. know, but you know it's the funny the hurdles that we humans put ourselves through. And for what you look back at all those times when you've done this thing to you, 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 you go through these hurdles, just set yourself your brain on fire with all this crazy mischief. I, I did it to myself. You do it to yourself, yeah. and and you th- you have to look back and go, 
why did I do that? Yeah. Um, and, and what's the payoff? That's the key. What is the payoff? And, and once you identify what the payoff is, are you willing to let that payoff go? Can you replace it with something that's healthier? I, I'd love to. And actually in these notes, um, it says the things that I wanted to talk about was, so I was, I, I was sick. I got, you know, we all passed around that thing. That uh, everybody gets unsafe sex. Well, you know how it goes. Yeah, um, you know I, you show people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how I show people. Uh, <laughs> we had a, you know, a, an infection that went around, bronchial yeah. infection. Sure. We all got it. I had to take two days off. Out of all the shows, I took two days off. And of course, the Wednesday that I come back, the matinee show, Patty's at that one. And I'm oh my goodness, freaking out because Patty Lapone is was across the street in company. Yes. is it still running? Company is still running. She's I went still and there. saw that show, Michelle. And you weren't gonna. I was not gonna. You got me the ticket. Yes! It was fabulous. Yes, of course! It made so much more sense with a female lead. How could they ever have a male lead? How could they have ever had a male lead? Different mindset. Again, it took this long, it took this long for them to figure out the show. Was it 45, uh, the show's from 73? something. Yeah, or 70, I think. 70, I know it's 70s. Yeah. It, well, it only took almost 50 years it for was, them to figure out how well, it should well, be done. One of Sondheim's best, and the way it was staged here, and he loved it, by the way. He came to see oh, it. Oh, he came to see it. It was unbelievable. Is it going to New York? I don't know. It I should. asked Patty, and Patty's like, there's a lot of talk, doll. Yeah. I don't, you know, there was. You do a good Patty. I know. She's fantastic. She's just. What a broad. She's going to be 70 in in April. Ah. Uh. And oh wow! It, it, killing it, funny killing the game. That you are your best friend. You, you're doing this, Michelle. You're a witch. You have made <laughs> this thing happen, Don't and it's how. just. I'm so proud of you. Oh, hey, we're gonna you. take a break real quick. We got m- lots more. We get, we're gonna talk about some other big stuff coming yes. up. You got some big news we to really share do. with our audience. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back after okay. this. Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. Now, Buffy makes comforters that are... She also slays vampires. Yes, she does. But in this case, we're talking about a comforter that is so lovely. It's skin-friendly eucalyptus Mm. fabric. Oh, you said that well. Yeah, thank you. And the the fluffy part is filled... The inside. The inside is 100% recycled water bottles. Ouch! No, it's it's so soft and so smooth. And it is... you, You won't believe this comforter. It's so great. Buffy... Comforters. Yeah, I have to tell you, I sleep with a Buffy comforter. It is fantastic. It has over 11,000 reviews. Customers agree it's the softest, fluffiest comforter they've ever tried, and I am a customer. It's made from plant-based fabric, and it's ultra-breathable to keep you at a comfortable temperature all year round. I'm telling you, it's like you put that with the Casper mattress, and you are good to go. (laughs) The outside shell is 100% eucalyptus fiber, a unique material that's softer than cotton and naturally soothes skin. Just don't go anywhere near a koala bear because they will eat it. In addition to being softer than cotton, eucalyptus fiber is much less wasteful. And it's all about carbon footprints these days. Yeah. It's made from a new, renewable plant. It uses 10 times less water to cultivate it. And it's produced in a closed loop system that reuses 99% of solvents. It's hypoallergenic. The thoughtful materials and construction shuts out dust, mold, dust mites, preventing nighttime breathing of harmful allergens, which, ha- which, hap- which happens normally if you don't use something like this. Buffy's mission is to make the best soft 
goods using sustainable materials and innovative design without animal cruelty or harmful waste. I love Buffy. I love Buffy. Yes, and like you said, the comforter, the inside fill of each one is made from 100%, not 5%, 20%, 100% BPA-free water bottles that are transformed and given a second life as a soft, fluffy fiber. It feels even softer than down while keeping approximately 50 bottles out of landfills and oceans. Guys, if you're going to support anybody, yeah. Buffy's the one to support. Buffy believes betting is personal, so they offer a complimentary trial. Try a comforter in your own home for 30 days. If you don't love it, return it for free. It is fantastic. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, it's going to change your life. It changed ours. Visit Buffy.co and enter promo code RUE. Buffy.co and enter promo code RU. You are going to love your Buffy comforter. I've been in therapy for 20 years Mm -hmm. and it has helped me immensely. Mm -hmm. I wish everyone out there within the sound of my voice could have the experience of just understanding yourself, understanding your thoughts, your motivations, and just it's plain, simple having someone to talk to who's not going to judge you. And that's why Talkspace is such an important I was just going to say, Rue, they can with Talkspace. Yeah. It's the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. We love Talkspace. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you, yourself, can improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. And that's always the number one thing. It's like, okay, I work two jobs. I have kids. How in the hell am I supposed to fit in a therapist? Yeah. With Talkspace... It's the easiest way to do it. Remember that therapy isn't also just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. Sometimes you are stressed out because you have kids and two jobs. And it's about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life because stress will make you sick. Mm -hmm. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who actually has to listen to your crap, who's trained to listen and help you make the positive changes. The Talkspace platform is over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. And to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Rue. Use the offer code RU to get $45 off your first month. And, of course, keep it real because that's how we do. Here. That's how we do. That's how we roll. It's Talkspace.com slash Rue. We love Talkspace. Hey, we are back. And uh, so, Michelle, you, uh, we, we're, we got some big news coming up, uh, guys. So stick with us. But um, you were telling me that one, you, so my you voice got, your, your voice went out. Gave out. And Patty LuPone suggested that you she take said, some antibiotics. you need to go get antibiotics. You need to get steroids. And I said, what about just singing through it, Patty? Yeah. And she's like, that's how you ruin your voice for life. Oh. Of course, I didn't listen and I just sang through it. And I was on stage and my <clears> voice, <throat> do you want Stevia? No, thank you. My voice literally gave out to the point where... I, you know, you belong in the spotlight in a yeah. key that's not mine, right? <clears throat> so very heady. So I sang, "You belong, uh-huh. you belong in the spotlight." John looks at me, the lead guy, and he just winks his eyes like it's going to be okay because he'd never heard that noise that came out of my uh-huh. mouth. I never heard that noise, but that was my key that I needed to take off. Or your testicles were finally dropping. Well, that happened, I think, the week before. <laughs> so maybe that's what did it. I'm not sure. So you. So, so point <clears throat> was. I felt, you want to talk about beating yourself up? Uh. Because I was out there sounding like death warmed over. I didn't Uh. even know. So I I apologized on Twitter. I felt the need to apologize. People pay money to see the show and I sounded like, shit. And everybody in the show was like, we didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) So either A, I sing like shit all the time or B, we're again our own worst enemies and it wasn't as bad as Well, it's crazy that your idol, your Broadway idol gave you some advice and you said, no. (laughs) 
wrong with I me? got this. I said, and I ended up going to get antibiotics. I didn't yeah. do steroids, but did you take them orally? Um, anally. Oh, okay. Well, that's there you how have I it. Do everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah. is he not asked about what lip color I'm wearing? No, because it is gorgeous. I was going to get to. I I wanted to get there. You know what it looks like to me? What it looks like? Viva Glam from Mac. Does it? Yeah, it's not. the one my Viva Glam. Because you know they've had a hundred thousand Viva Glam. Yes, and they're all great. This is actually Fenty Beauty. Oh, it's their um. That stunna lip, uh-huh. isn't it beautiful? It is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's like a deep red. It's a deep red. It's got a t- a, a a brick a a burnt brick thing in there. Really beautiful. Yeah, it's got get... not, not that's not blue. It's got just a no, hint. No, it's got a little bit of blue. Yeah, but I brought the color because I knew you'd ask, and I know that people listening will say, "Tell us the color." But um, it's absolutely What's gorgeous. What's that Gucci bag? Oh, is that real? Yes, how'd you know it was Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, is Wait. that the one that you got from your co-star? My my uh, Louis. No, no, no. He no. got me a backpack. Uh-huh. This is called. Oh my God. Rue. You, your eyes. Your eyes. Rue. So those glasses don't work. These are for distance, uncensored. Uncensored Fenty by, Beauty. I love the packaging. Oh, packaging is gorgeous. Oh, this is so beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? I, I wear Fenty. I do. I do. Yeah. I wear it all. But this is um. Is it like one of those uh Open stain it. things? No, it's a. It's like a liquid lip. Oh, but look it at doesn't that. dry your lips out. It's like very oh, it's velvety. Nice. Yeah, gorgeous. She has just torn. She has up just come the for it. All. Beauty business. And it's a Huda lip packaging. liner. Gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I wore Mac all through the run because. There's a, a really bright red that's gorgeous that I wore for the prom scene at the end. Yeah. And that one's called um, fa- uh, Fashion Legacy. Oh. You probably know about that one. Mm. And the dark one was called, I think, um, Do You Want to Dance or something. Yeah. But anyway. Well, so, we're, we're going to switch subjects, but I, there are so many questions I have about this this run you did on the West End. West End. And uh, is there talk of bringing that show to, to the Broadway. U.S.? Yes. And I get first crack at Miss Hedge. Oh, did you say crack? Yes. Our favorite. <laughs> All types of crack. Yes. <laughs> you get first crack, I get first crack at Miss Hedge. Hedge. Oh, that would be great. But I won't do a year run. So yeah. if it happens, three months is a good time frame for yeah. me. Yeah. It's a lot of time to sing the same song and say somebody else's words. It's different when I'm touring and I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, but then within that context, there it's interesting to find other uh, shades and different you're, tones you're right, 100%. of the character. Very smart actor you are because every night it was a challenge. And the director, Johnny B., who was so giving and so loving, he would say... I challenge you to find something new yeah. tonight. Yeah. So every night it would be like, oh, that was a moment I oh. didn't, or a laugh when I didn't. So I would act, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It uh-huh. was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun being able to explore <clears throat> not being Michelle Visage yeah. and being somebody who's kind of opposite of who I am. Yeah. And it made me love acting more and it made me realize this is really what I want. I want to do more of that. Yeah. Now, I want to explain to our listeners out there, we have a camera crew who, who are filming us right yes. now. I have no makeup on. I have Me my... neither. <laughs> I got Fenty Beauty on my lips. And you've got some lash extensions, bitch. So, you, like you know, they're gorgeous. You had them done in the UK? Had them done in the UK. I haven't yeah. found the right person here. Yeah. But there's something glamorous about just waking up and I woke up like this. Yeah, and, but how do you wash your eyes? How do you take a shower? What happens right. with that? Right, it's fine. Um, they have special stuff that you use for, it's like a lash cleanser. Yeah. You take a makeup brush and you just yeah. get in there so they don't, you don't want to get any yucky. Yeah. You can get infections and stuff. Yeah, okay. And you get them filled every two to three weeks, but it's so amazing to really? just, I can't wear them when I'm filming, when we're doing drag race or right. filming because 
makeup artists have their own visions and it's never it's these. never just this because this is like an everyday yeah. hey i'm gonna go pick up the kids or i'm gonna drop them off at the pool right or i'm gonna do something uh, that doesn't require a lot of uh makeup right but you know what it does do for me is um michelle can i have a picture Absolutely. <laughs> Come on over. Certainly. She's already is, done. Is that going to be cash or charge? $5 to my Venmo. <laughs> yeah, I'm all ready to go. <laughs> and I roll cheap. But now, again, so we are, we are, we have a camera crew filming. And, and you haven't noticed one important thing about me. What? Uh-oh. In 30 years of friendship. What have I not? <gasps> oh, oh, my God. 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 You notice? Oh. <laughs> oh. My God, you've been hiding them. No, I've been talking like this the oh, whole time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. People out there listening. Okay. Uh, 30 years, I've known this girl. Uh-huh. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right now, mm-hmm. she does not have on nails. No. She is not wearing her acrylics. No. I don't know... What I'm feeling right I now. Me neither. I don't know what I'm feeling inside. Same. I don't know what this means to the world right now. I know. Something is off balance. I agree. The world, yes. something has happened. There's been a shift in yes. the whole thing. Yes. What in the world is happening? Well, wait, wait. Let me just. Okay, well, I just want you minute. to know in on March, um, <clears throat> March 20, March 15th, I'll be writing this wrong because they will be going back on. Mm-hmm. I took them off because I'm having surgery. When are you having surgery? I am having surgery on February 5th in two days. In two days, yeah. you're having surgery. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I know about this. I didn't know about the nails. Wait a minute. You can't <laughs> you care about the surgery. You can't have nails in surgery? You're not. You really. It depends on the doctor. My doctor mm-hmm. said, okay, that's fine. Um, just leave your toes blank. And I was like, No. I'm not going to leave my toes blank. I need red polish on my toes. Wait, what kind of friggin' Nazi uh, surgeon are you you. seeing? So they need to see your blood oxygen level. (laughs) So my fingers with nails won't fit in the clamp. And they could put it on your toe, but I said, you know what? I'll take them off and get a fresh new set. No, we need a bigger clamp. I know. Well, that's what I've tried. I've tried. Can you do it sideways? <clears throat> yeah. Can you do Just it on my tongue? Just put it up your bum. I don't care. My earlobe. Sure. And they said no. So I took them off for the surgery, and they will be put back Can on. Can I see your hands? Let me look at them. Oh, it's very weird. Oh, my. It's a, it's a hand of a child. I know. You have a child's hand. Isn't it weird? This Michelle is crazy. When did they come off? Um, Like... Four or five days oh ago. Oh my God. Is it? Tell me, looking at your hand, yeah. you go, Oh my God, this is not my hand. Don't like it. I did, this is not my What does that say? What is? What feelings come up when you look well, at your hand? Well, it's really funny. Um, I went to take something off my daughter Lola's eye today and I went, like, I couldn't even because, gauge yeah. the distance. So I went to go and it, like, yeah, yeah. Poked How her long in the have eye. you had them on? This round, yeah. like, never having them off at all. No, I no. took them off when, when I When did birth. you start wearing them? When I was 19. 19 years I old. I started with acrylics because I used to bite my nails. So I said to myself, I'm going to pay $15 a week and go get silk wraps yeah. at the local place in New York do City. Do they do silk wraps anymore? They probably do, yeah. but they yeah. didn't do acrylics yeah. then. Because this is right after the Vietnam War. Uh, absolutely. Actually, yeah. Civil War. The Civil War. Yeah. Sans Harriet Tubman. Thank you. Yes. So then I go in and I started doing that and I got so obsessed that I grew them out to the legendary yes. status. Yes. Right? Um, and for me... I never went back. I When I gave birth to my children, I couldn't wipe their butts and be a mother right. with giant acrylics on. So I took them off then. Season three of Drag Race, I didn't have them on. What? Yeah, I didn't have them on. Did not. What? Go back and look. 
Why? Um, I was really into the gym and being a mother, and I had the kids at that time, so I didn't. I didn't have them on season four. And, oh my beyond. God, you gave birth to them. What more do they want uh, from how you? How dare they ask for me not to slice their butthole open when I bathe them and change ridiculous. them. So it's been this nine years, I think, since, I have, since I've had them off yeah. completely. Nine that or ten is, years. So you're going through some kind of a change. Major psychological There's something change. about Michelle. <laughs> me and Jamie. You and Jamie, yeah. there's something about you. So I look at my hands and I don't hate them. The way I used to hate them. Mm. I look at them and I see strong hands. I see working hands, but I don't see um, feminine. <laughs> <laughs> you see the hands of a man. I do. I see man hands. <laughs> My hands are not pretty. I don't have long, lanky, beautiful fingers. Well, they are when you have those nails. Correct. You have Barbara Streisand Thank hands you. when so, you have the nails. They're going back. I already have the date. You do. That And Yvette, my nail girl, was so excited because I never let her do a full set because they yeah. were always my nails. Yeah. So now she's going to be able to do a full Yvette set yeah. that are going to be fully hers. Are your nails damaged beyond belief? The real ones underneath there? The ones there? that Yvette did that I didn't have somebody else do are in good shape. The yeah. ones, but they're in pretty decent they're shape. They're in decent shape, yeah. But they are damaged. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. This is nine years of so, break. From, so from today, how many days until they're back on? Um, from today, a month and a half. A month and a half. So they're going to grow yeah. all the way out. Well, they won't grow all the way out, but they'll definitely be in much better condition. Yeah. And then they'll be fully Yvette nails for Drag Race UK and yeah. anything moving forward. Yeah. And they'll be just perfect. All right. Now, we started talking about this film crew and, and, the and the surgery. Now, why is there a film crew filming us right now? Other than the obvious reason of we're so fabulous. We should always have Thank a film you. crew you. us. Travels with us everywhere. Yes. Well, there's a documentary film crew here because, now you knew this, and I, and I told you, I think, as one of the fewest people in my inner circle um, about this, but you know my health issues for the past 20 years. I've been chasing health, mm -hmm. just trying to find health, and I do everything right. I eat right. I use non, you know, I don't have to go. The gluten-free, yes, all, all of that. We've heard it all before, yeah. so I'm not going to bore you kids that are listening, but... Um, through my, my journey of trying to reverse my Hashimoto's, on Facebook I found a group um, called Breast Implant Illness Healing with Nicole. And when I joined the group and found it through my Hashimoto's group, because somebody said, made a very interesting post and said, how many of you people that suffer with Hashimoto's also have breast implants? And I went, huh? Mm -hmm. What? And that's where the black hole began. I just fell down it and fell down it quickly. And I realized through 20 years of searching and chasing health that not one doctor, integrative, functional, Western, Eastern, not one doctor said, do you ever think this could be your implants? And I have an autoimmune condition. And it was as simple as autoimmune, that's my body fighting something off, fighting and, and attacking its own self yeah. because there's an invader. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen to everybody. I'm not anti-plastic surgery. Right. If you want to have it, and I'll say this a million times in this documentary because I believe in it. If you love plastic surgery, I love plastic surgery. Yeah. But it doesn't work right for everybody. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think my implants are causing my ill health. Mm -hmm. And the, when I went to my surgeon, who's Dr. Jay Chun in Newport Beach, he believes in it so much so that he's a regular plastic surgeon in Newport Beach. We mm -hmm. know the money there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, he no longer implants women. He only explants now. Mm. He's become the leader in explant surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, it started because, and we talked to him on here, is because he um, saw the difference 
it made in women's health when he took the implants out. Mm -hmm. And he thought, there's something to this. And there actually is, because my body has been fighting this invader for 28 years mm -hmm. I've had implants. Mm -hmm. If only I knew then what I know now. And I always said, if I knew at 21, if, if the FDA said, or my doctor said, this could happen. This, these things could happen. Mm -hmm. Hair loss, fatigue, thyroid, autoimmune, um, neuroendocrine disruptors, all these things could happen to you. At 21, I still would have said, okay, well, thank mm -hmm. you for telling me, but yeah. I'm still going to do it. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like we, and we women deserve the right to know these things, mm -hmm. and we, we're not being told them. I was told by my last surgeon, not his fault, because they are FDA approved. Mm -hmm. um, they're only guaranteed by Mentor, the company that made my implants, for 10 years. But if you don't have a problem, you can leave them for, your, for life. Sure. Yeah. And I haven't had a rupture. I haven't had, because even with mammograms and thermography, they could tell me that they don't see a rupture. Yeah. Because uh, how many pairs have you had implanted? I've had three sets. <coughs> three sets. This is my third set. And so the first set w were, were done in what, what year? In New York City in 1989, I believe. 89. And then the second set? I think the second set was like 93 or ninety three. Or 92, 93, something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Like five years after yeah. you do the math. And then? And then 2003. Right. All silicone. Silicone, saline, silicone. The mm -hmm. middle ones were when the moratorium for silicone oh, right. was on the table, so I could only have saline. Yeah. And I didn't like them, but those were the ones that leaked. Now, okay, so you're going to have them removed. Yes. Now, what have you done to prepare yourself for the your identity post breast implants because you know so much of you know if you joke around you talk about it on the shows that we do you know the, the breast implants what happens to your emotional identity once they're gone I can't tell you how excited I am to have almost a second chance at life I, I am well aware that when I take them out some things might not even change at all and I mean, the, the way I can just basically say it is at least I don't have to worry about them being in there anymore. Mm -hmm. So when I do a detox now, the detox could maybe help a little, whereas now it's not going to help at all right. because it's still going, still uh, fighting bitch, the thing. they're still in there. So with the doctor, you've been, I'm, I don't let you finish. And I just have so many questions. Um, uh, uh, has the doctor said on average when he removes breast implants, how soon does, do the patients see results of the turnaround? Right. With so the there are some women that wake up and the brain fog is gone. I have tinnitus for the past year ringing in my ears. It's mm. always there. It never stops. Um, that's gone when they wake up. Neck pain. They could breathe. A lot of women can't breathe because if you think about the implants are laying right on our lungs, sure. especially the ones that are submuscular, under the muscle. Is that what you have? Um, I'm subglandular. I'm over the muscle. Mm -hmm. um, but even so, it's laying. I don't have breathing issues, but mm -hmm. a lot of women do. Fibromyalgia. Um, Hashimoto's have been reversed. Um, so many things have been reversed. I don't want to say the big C word because yeah. people freak, and I'm talking about cured yeah. because people freak out, yeah. but things have gotten better. There are a very small percentage of women that have not gotten better and things have gotten worse because mm -hmm. things were kicked up in their right, body. Right, right. I'm prepared for anything that happens, but I'm a healer yeah. and I know for a fact, this is the right direction. As far as my identity goes, they were part of my identity because they were there mm -hmm. And I love them. And that's why I don't want anybody to ever think I'm anti-plastic surgery mm -hmm. because I'm not. Mm -hmm. If it helps with – the reason I got them was for my self-confidence. I needed them because of male-dominated society telling me and boyfriends that I wasn't as attractive with no tits. Right. I always had a great ass, yeah. but I never had tits. <laughs> so I'd walk up to the club ass first. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
and be like, hey, let's dance this way. Right, because if you look at the first uh, Soul um, Seduction album cover, Seduction album cover. Seduction. You don't have them in. Is that correct? No, I have nothing in. Yeah. Because that's the album cover you don't, you are flat as a board. Flat as a board. Yeah. Flat as a board. So... And how soon after that picture was taken did you, how many hours after that picture was taken minutes. did you? <laughs> Book the next flight home to Dr. Rosenberg. Yeah. So I did that really early on. And I remember having a fit because I went from an A to a B. And I woke up in, in post-op and Mar- Arlene, my mom, was there. And I said, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? And he came in. He's like, calm down, calm down. You weigh 97 pounds. There's no way I can fit it. I was like, I would have gone to Miami and had one of those doctors that do it for the strippers do it if that's what you were going to do. So you had a B for a few years? I had a B for like five years. I Uh went from an A to a B. Mm -hmm. I had size 110 cc's. Oh, dear. What's the point? That's what's a pimple. It's not even worth the trouble. I have 550s yeah. now. But, and you're saying that if you were to do it all over again and you had this information, you would have said, I'm going to do it anyway. At 21, yes. <clears throat> right. But at 50, no. Yeah. And yeah. that's where the difference is. So do you have enough tissue? Do you have enough tissue for there to be something? What will be left? If you take these implants out with the skin and everything, what will be left? Ironically... Dr. Chun said he thinks I'm still going to be a C cup. And I went, a C? I wasn't even an A to begin with. Mm-hmm. He said, Michelle, you were 21. Mm-hmm. You didn't have children. You weighed 97 pounds. He said, I'm not trying to be rude, but you have all, he said, I have a lot of breast tissue. What about the skin? Are they going to do like a breast reduction on so you? So it's called mastopexy. He doesn't like to call it a lift. He calls it a tightening. Mm-hmm. So he basically cuts around the nipple, makes the areola smaller, mm-hmm. goes down like, a, you know, yeah, breast reduction. Yeah. Correct. It's the same scarring. Yeah. And then he basically takes the skin and folds it in to give it a lifting thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have teenage boobs. I love it. They're going to be teenager worthy. Yeah. But, you know, I've had teenage boobs for years. Yes, yeah. I know. And I'm going to have what you have. Well, you know what? People don't really, and we're going to go to break. Yeah, but, but we, let's go over break here, Alex. We'll just extend it a little bit to. Yeah, you know, for what people don't realize, you know, um, a man has pectoral muscles. Do women have pectoral muscles? We have pectoral muscles. You have pectoral muscles. and Because with my push-up bra and a pair of la- lady foot locker socks, I have, you see my breasts. I think the male pectoral muscle might be denser than the females. Yeah. You have more. But I was able to push up a little something before I yeah. ever messed with it. It was my own identity thinking I wasn't worthy. And this documentary is, there are hundreds of thousands of women out there that do not know they're sick from their breast implants. Right, right. And they're just putting the, the dots together and they're going, oh yeah. my God, yeah. this is making me sick. It's not worth it for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I haven't been myself and I'm not kidding. My real self, the girl that you met at, mm-hmm. at the Copacabana, mm-hmm. for 15 years. Wow. I haven't known what it's like to live without anxiety or brain fog. or um, That's why learning this show was so difficult for mm-hmm. me. Because I fought through brain fog and tinnitus and dizziness and vertigo. All of it. All mm-hmm. of those things that I've gone through over the years. Mm-hmm. The up and down of the weight. The chronic inflammation mm-hmm. has all to do with these breast implants. Wow. So it's going to be probably two and a half to three hour surgery. Um, the recovery is not going to be easy, but Drag Race UK and Ireland's Got Talent finals are going to be the first place that they're going to be revealed. Wow. And I am so excited about being the size six that I am now because yeah. I still have to buy clothes in a size 12. Oh, that's what this is all about. So you can go out and buy all new clothes. I mean, duh. <laughs> that's part of it, Rue. I want to feel like me again. I yeah. can't wait to have my just 
vim and vigor back. Yeah. Wait, I'm, what did you just call me? I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to. Um, you know what's interesting? It's You're saying this, and it's interesting, because it, it, it sort of talks about what we were talking about earlier, where you had this anxiety going into um, Jamie, yeah. the show you did, uh, and you think these obstacles we, we place in our lives, and think, imagine what our lives would be without these obstacles. And can we... Are we willing to accept an obstacle-free life? Of course, no life is obstacle-free, but the the self-imposed yes, obstacles. Right. Obviously, um, you know, taking your breast out, which has been become part of your identity for many years, mm-hmm. is a willingness to uh, forge a new identity and get for rid of the obstacles and get rid of the obstacles because they are an obstacle. And again, I love them, but they've served their purpose. They've served their purpose. I am more than my breast. All the women out there are more than their breasts. We are so much more able to serve society as we want to serve it. And be. I want to be an advocate for these women. Um, and I'll be much more fitted to do that without this in me. Right. And it'll be fun making fun of them not being there. Sure. We'll have a whole slew of other jokes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. we can do. And when I told Lola, you know, the first thing she said at the dinner table. That's the table, youngest That's one. the young one. She said... Well, there goes your career, which I thought was really interesting. I know she was kidding, but there are people that maybe think that my tits, they don't know me before my tits. Oh, trust me. Uh, I've known you for a long time. Uh, your your talent has uh, very little to do with your tits. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, it's because we all them. know it's your ass that's it's got It's my ass career. and my testicles. <laughs> I get to keep them. Oh, you're going to actually keep the the sack, the titty sack. So Dr. Chun opens them up. He puts them on the table looking like hamburger patties. Then he cuts open the capsule. The only way you can get them removed properly to heal yourself is called an end block or total capsulectomy. It's the procedure where they cut out the capsule that surrounds them. Uh When you put something in your body, our body's fighting. So they make a scar tissue capsule around whatever it is it's fighting, Uh Um, which happens with lips. It happens with fillers. It happens Uh with everything. And he takes out the whole capsule and he then cuts it open on the table and you'll see if it's ruptured. And if it's ruptured, it's been ruptured in my body for God knows how long. Are you going to film the procedure? Absolutely. And we're filming the cutting of the things. All of it's going to be filmed. This is the only way to help these women out there. To let them know, A, they're not alone. B, we're fighting this together. C, reclaim your identity. You are beautiful without breasts. I am so ready to be a little bitty titty girl. Mm -hmm. I haven't had natural breasts in 28 years. Wow. And I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to see how clothes hang. I bought cute little like body suits with like little skinny straps so Uh I can be, I feel like Studio 54 in my head. Like all those, (laughs) you know, gorgeous, glamorous women that would just wear tits out and had nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. Gorgeous. To be back again and to be able to reclaim it. And if anybody thinks I'm beautiful without breasts, I don't give a shit. At 21, I did. I cared way too much what people thought. I love it. We're going to talk more about this when we come back from this break real quick. You know, I love to meditate. Mm -hmm. it, It just opens up. It makes space for more abundance in my life. Also, going to sleep, and I work a lot of jobs, and sometimes I need to wind down. You're not the best sleeper. Not the best sleeper. Never have been. Even as a kid, I wasn't. The trick I found is to listen to something so that my brain gets engaged, and then the the rest of my body can sort of relax into it. And it really works. That's why calm, calm, Mm -hmm. which is a meditation and sleep app, Mm -hmm allows me to fall asleep and have a great night's sleep and also have, you know, information coming into my consciousness that actually helps me when I'm awake. Yep. 
You know, practices like meditation and prioritizing sleep can leave you feeling more rested, just like you're talking about. So you can have the energy to go out and achieve your goals. If you head to calm.com slash Rue, you'll get 25% off of a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. I do that one every day. Perfect to guide you into building a meditation habit. Now, something that my husband loves is the sleep stories. They're bedtime stories for adults, and they help you to relax before you doze off. You can head into the lavender fields of France with Stephen Fry or explore New Zealand with Jerome Flynn from Game of Thrones. And of course, you've always talked about doing a guided meditation, so we got to find a way to get your butt. Yeah, I would love that. Calm is amazing. What I love most about is listening to these stories. You can put backgrounds of like the rain or like a babbling brook (sighs) or um, crickets. I really love it. And just remember, this is a limited time offer just for you listeners. So go to calm.com slash Rue right now for 25% off a Calm subscription. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash R-U. Give yourself the gift of Calm this new year. Seriously, it might change your life. So everybody talks about Postmates. Yes. Postmates. Everybody's doing Postmates. I, I read something online where some celebrity had like uh, $10,000 worth <gasps> of Postmate deliveries. Sure. Well, we've got Postmates here and they're offering something really special here where they're giving us, our listeners, $100 worth of delivery for free. Yeah. If you use the offer code RU, you get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. It is so fantastic. You can start your free deliveries, download the app today, use the offer code RU for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Now, I have to tell you, I could not live without Postmates, especially when we were filming. Uh-huh. When we film, I use Postmates probably every day because of my food allergies and food situations. Yeah. I can't eat just where That's everybody right. else eats because yeah. I'm a pain in the butt. Well, Postmates is fantastic. It does everything I need to, to do. Like I can look up gluten-free. Yeah. It'll tell me what I can have. And right away it gets delivered. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive. You don't have to park. You don't even have to talk on the phone to order. Just download the Postmates app 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within an hour. You can even see where your food is and track your delivery. I love that. <laughs> you forgot to get eggs and milk. No problem. You know, Nicole, my makeup artist, uh-huh. she has used it to get eyelash glue. You are kidding no, me. She this is Postmates for everything. Wow. You're craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. Hey. So like we said, for a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use the offer code RU. That's RU of, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with offer code are you we are back we're talking about michelle's gonna have a surgery uh x it's called an x plant she's having her breast implants taken out and it's an interesting concept because you know i'd heard that people with uh foreign objects in their body from time to time they do have it can cause lupus it can cause lots of different things yeah Yeah. and um but that didn't occur to you before No, that that the breast implants could be causing the Hajimotos and and the other issues. Because I didn't think of it because the FDA says they're fine. So when I asked one of my doctors if he would want to talk to me on the documentary, he said, but I don't know anything about breast implant illness because in medical school they teach us that breast implants are fine. Well, of course they are. They make sense, but it's also a business. Sure. So let us not forget that there is a certain business element to all of this. Oh, yeah, sure. And there have been lawsuits, and lawsuits have been won 
over the years. Yeah. There's now, the FDA has actually finally admitted that there's a lymphoma that's associated just with breast implants. Yeah, yeah. There's, that's real. It is real. But, and, and again, I love that you, you don't have regrets about getting them because... No. I wonder what percentage of women who get breast implants have... Um, have Problems? no problem whatsoever. Well, there are uh, probably the majority of women versus the ones that have an effect yeah. have no problem. But there are some that don't realize it. Yeah. Like when I got my first um, echocardiogram because my heart was beating irregularly. Yeah. I was 26 years old, 25 years old. And my first set of implants, I was 21. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long after. Right, right, so right. I didn't, doctors didn't associate that back then in 90, whenever it was. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. But yeah. that's how long I can date it health issues starting and every time I take a test results are fine you're normal Mm -hmm. it's just anxiety it's just stress no these are physical manifestations I am not that person I I meditate I I exercise it's not it's not me I'm telling you yeah it's like Dorothy on that episode of the Golden Girls when she had Epstein Barr and they kept saying what's wrong you Dorothy you're fine you know but I want to talk about this yeah you do yeah yeah well because yeah well you know um, listen, this is the thing. Um, if there are people out there who have breast implants and they want to hear more about this, um, this support group, yes. how did you find them? Is it called, uh, well, you said you said something health, breaking health? or It's called Breast Implant Illness. The website is called Healing Breast Implant Illness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me check okay, yeah. I say Okay, yeah, because you said you had another term earlier, uh, something about um, healthing up or... Um, uh, uh, Ex health. You said something earlier. The health was. It was a phrase. Chasing health. Chasing health. Yeah. Is that not the name of the group? Um, no, that was just my thing that I've been doing in life. Do you yeah. think it should be the name of the documentary? I think. I think. Well, I love that Chasing name. Health? Chasing health. Yeah. But that's what I've been doing for twenty years, and and I've gone through my struggles on here. Yeah. Um, publicly, I've been very honest about my struggle with Hashimoto's and realizing that. Um, Something's not right because yeah. I'm doing everything. Even my doctors will put their hands up and go, I don't know what there is left right. to do. Yeah, yeah. So if there are people out there, um, how did you find so this information? I found out um, on the Hashimoto's, what's it called? The Hashimoto's Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Somebody posted, which which led me to thinking, somebody posted, huh, how many, like I said, how many women, I'm interested to know how many women with Hashimoto's also have breast implants. And I right. went, why is there a connection? Yeah, yeah. And then that started the whole thing. So the the Facebook group is called Breast Implant Illness Healing with Nicole, mm-hmm. and there's right now to date sixty one thousand women on there. It's for you women are only. kidding. Sixty one thousand women and are that's on this a site. Facebook group. Oh my goodness. Sixty one thousand. Who is this Nicole? Women. What city is she in? Um, she is in. Do you know where she is? She's in uh, British Columbia, like Canada. Uh huh. She's in Canada. Um, and she started it. It took her four years to recover after explantation. So oh. um, a lot of women go on there to share their stories. So, like yeah. I said, some wake up and they're fine. Some are good in a month. Yeah. Some the, the, the normal range is anywhere from immediate to two years. Mm-hmm. It could go up to four years to heal and mm-hmm. to reverse illness. But So um, but Nicole is fully healed now? It's, <clears throat> bre- yes, breastimplantillness.com. Um but it's a real thing. And a lot of doctors, this is where the documentary idea came in because I've gone to doctors. And the doctor's first instinct is to say, 
you're you're a hysterical woman. Uh-huh. This is not real. Yeah. This is something that you women on Facebook have created because they're afraid we're going to take the money out of their sure. pockets and they won't be driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's why I said I'm an advocate of of surgery. If you want to do it, do it. Yeah. Just know that if your health changes, you might. There are some women that had their implants in for a month and are so ill. Yeah. There are some women on that uh, that group that have had their implants in for 45 years and are bedridden, but they can't afford to get them taken out. Oh dear. And it's it's awful, it's tragic. Yeah. There are some women that I've spoken to overseas that had the original PIP implants that are now illegal, which are polyurethane. It's basically taking a g- cushion. Foam, yeah. It's unbelievable. I've seen footage of yeah. them taking those out and it turns into goop. It's like goo, some gooey. Do. Some do. And yeah. some are still like, a, it looks like a cushion frisbee. Wow. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So there are all sorts of women, all sorts of implants, all sorts of situations. There are um, women that have gotten cancer from their breast implants and have won lawsuits. There are so many instances, but yes, this is not to scare anybody. Yeah. This is to make people aware so they can reclaim their health and also be an advocate for themselves. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is that I think everybody out there who are who – every human alive, you have to be your own doctor in Absolutely. a sense, because you have to create a, a, a relationship, a, a dialogue with your body to understand and hear and read the signs of what's going on with you. And that's, that's what's important. I think most people are so removed from their intuition and their instincts that uh, a lot of these things go on. I remember my doctor years ago said, listen, um, you are the biggest factor in your own health. Of course. You have to be aware of what's going on in your body. And there are people, the majority, I'm going to go on the record and say, the majority of people are completely unaware of things when things change. And I'll say, Dad, did you not feel right. this getting worse? Or Mom, before my mom went into the hospital and had a massive stroke, mm-hmm. her stomach was out to here. She looked she, nine months yeah, pregnant. Yeah. Mom, did you not see that? Right. Yeah, well, I just thought I had gas. Right. And plus, and also you don't want to know. I mean, a lot of people just, I don't want to know. Ignorance I don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want it. I am the opposite. I am a bit of a hypochondriac. I will say that. Mm. But I'm, I'm hyper aware of things in my body that change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm hyper aware of every single thing. It's like, okay, well now there's this, now there's that. I tried to do a hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy yesterday and the pressure in my ears was so great because of the tinnitus. I think mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't what's last. What's a hyperbaric? Is that the, um, the, what's that again? Hyperbaric? It's oxygen and oxygen aids in healing uh-huh. and it has healed people with brain cancers with, with, um, skin disorders. Where do you go to get that? Um, some med spas have it. Some doctors have it. It's a hyperbaric. I've heard of this. I just, and it's It's at the Mayo Clinic. So it's legit. It's not me being a weirdo. It's not you laying in water. No, it's oxygen. You're literally laying in just a, a, a tube and they're pumping oxygen. But the first five minutes, it's like going up in an airplane. But I think because of my tinnitus, I couldn't even handle it. So I'm hoping after the implants come out and the tinnitus lessens, I can then start the hyperbaric oxygen treatments, yeah. but they're re- it's real. Yeah, um, it's not. And made who's up. paying for? It? Is your insurance paying for all this? Absolutely not. No, it's all out of pocket. You're kidding no, me. No, it's all out of pocket. Oh, Michelle, I know, and it ain't cheap. Why isn't the insurance paying for it? Because it's an elective procedure, and unless it was in the ten year. Um, coverage yeah. for the implant company if it's ruptured yeah. that's when they'll cover it but basically all they'll do is give you free you know free implants right don't want your implants yeah, yeah. I want my health back now over the time you, you said you've had three sets of implants are they all from the same company um, I don't 
think so. Mm. Um, and I don't remember what my first two sets were from. I only know this is Mentor because I called Dr. Ray's office and they don't have the records anymore because yeah. I wanted to get the surgical report. Well, but it was after, it's after the, it's 16 after the Civil years War. ago. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, so, um, you know, it, did you ever hear about that guy who won, uh, who won some type of contest where they gave a radio contest, they gave him $100,000 if he put breast implants uh-huh. on. And it was Golden he, Casino. Do you remember them? No, I don't. Do you remember Golden I know the Casino? Golden Nugget. No, Golden Casino used to be a really huge... They on would the East do, Coast? It was just online, uh-huh. but they would do all those things. Yeah. A girl tattooed, I think, Golden Casino on her head oh, for like $100,000 or something like yeah. that. I think they were the ones who gave that guy the money for Yeah, that. And, and he, he had to live with them for a year. Yeah, and he went on botched because he was going to have them removed... But then he decided, you know, I kind of like him. He decided I want. He had a girlfriend and everything, and he kept his titties. He got, and he that he had had them in there for about twenty something years. Was it that long? Yeah. No. When he was on botched, he had had them on for a long, long time. And you listen, hey, you know, um, there are certain men who um, who have. He, I think he had a, probably a C cup. I've seen men who don't have implants who have a secret. Oh, honey. Yeah. A- absolutely. And it's a matter of loving who you are, loving yeah. what you got, and dealing with it. Yeah. And I'm just ready for it to go. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit scared about the surgery. I'm nervous. What's, what are you um, scared about? Well, I'm nervous about going under, but then I keep telling myself, oh, my God, people go in that are on the brink of death every mm-hmm. single day for open heart surgery and How and much is this going to cost? 13 grand. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more. No, that's a lot. It is. It is a lot. But I thought I was thinking more like 25,000. No, no, no. God, uh-huh. no. No, it's costing more because I ha- I'm having the the lift, right. the tightening. Yeah. It would only be like 7,800 without it. Uh-huh. But I'm, I've am i gone three sets to get to this size. I'm yeah. going to have to. And, you know, when you said the plastic surgery thing, that, that's that's when you're putting something into your body. We're not talking about getting, you know, you know, there's, there are, well, there, I guess there are some risks involved in getting your face lifted or getting other procedures but, done. No, that's still plastic surgery. It is, but it's not like putting something into your body. Correct, but... There's a risk at any time you cut, even when you get a cut, paper sure. cut. There's yeah. a risk of infection. Yeah, you know any. So you just got to make sure you go to the right surgeon. And um, breastimplantillness.com actually has the list of approved surgeons that do the surgeons do the surgery correctly. For is that explant. how you found Dr. Chung? That's how I found Dr. Chung. Oh, yeah, wow. and he's like the master. Him and Dr. Feng in Ohio, who you would love. Mm. She's who um, Yolanda Hadid went to, Crystal Hefner. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty unbelievable. Did they ever figure out what Yolanda Hadid, what her, her problem was? Because she had Crohn's? Lyme disease. She had Lyme. Okay, yeah. that's a whole different that's story. A whole diff- but there's a lot of women with breast implant illness that have Lyme disease. And a lot of time... A lot of times they have markers for it, and it ends up not really being Lyme once they take out the implants. Uh-huh. So it's all connected, and it's all very dark. And like I said, you can go down a black rabbit hole mm-hmm. and never come out because there's it gets scary. My question is, why does that rabbit hole have to be black? Um, okay, just the rabbit hole. Okay. The white rabbit hole. Okay. How about that? <laughs> the the non-species, non-gender, non-class, <laughs> non-color, non-race rabbit hole is a is a dark place to go. Yeah. Yeah. So you've you found uh console and some solace in this group of women. Uh do you are you have you become friends with them? I mean just other than online? 
Um, not in real life. I'm talking the woman Trixie who runs the Dr. Chun Facebook page. She's an incredible resource for me, and she's gone through it, had her implants out, had the same issues with heart palpitations and nerves. So when I post something like, was anybody else nervous that had heart palpitations to go under the knife? And it's just, it is consoling to have all these women say, oh, me, but I was fine. Yeah, me, yeah. I was fine. So it's going to happen. You didn't nervous when you had your back surgery. You weren't nervous. No, 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 no. I, really? It was, no, it was a modern miracle. Modern a miracle. Surgery is a modern miracle. The it fact was. that they can take something out of my body and make me healthy. Plus, and when I had the back surgery, I was in so much pain. I'm like, just cut it out. So women have said, I am so sick of being sick that yeah. I didn't give a shit. I don't give a shit. If I was going to go, I wouldn't even know it. Yeah. Yep, I was like, yep. okay. Plus, um, you know, and I've been sober for almost twenty years now. When I had the um, when I had the back surgery, I was still sober, and they um, doctor approved. They gave me morphine for the pain, so I was loving that. So I said, no, I don't want painkillers. What's I'm, wrong with you? Because I don't do the drugs. I think that whole Hajimoto's has gone into your <laughs> brain, girl. I'm going to do extra strength Tylenol. Michelle, let me just tell you something. What? If the doctor offers you some morphine, yeah. Take it. No, he offered. He uses Norco. Yeah, Norco's is that's 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 a opiate. Norco yeah. is an opiate. So say um, say to the doctor, yes, um, what you're thinking, but more. No, I'll do Tylenol. What's wrong with you? I don't need it. No, when you have Tylenol, yeah. you um, oh right, Tylenol is the one that you can. It's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. You can do that. Actually, when I you go, you can't to do the, ibuprofen. No, when I go to the dentist. I um, I don't want uh, narcotics for pain. Like I have some pain things, whatever. Uh, I will take um, I will take eight hundred milligrams yeah. of ibuprofen so, or surgery. It's Tylenol. Yes, but after you after yeah. But if I have uh, dental surgery or something, I'll do ibuprofen. See, I can't. I'm going to have drains, so I can't do any of that stuff until yeah. like. Three Are you going to recover in Newport Beach? You're going to drive to well the night. Um, the day I'm doing surgery at noon on February 5th, I'm going to get out and then they have a recovery suite, which I'm paying for, yeah. to have round the clock nursing care. They'll yeah. cook for me. They'll they'll take care of me. So I'm going to do that for a night, maybe two. Yeah. And then I'm going to the hotel until I have to stay down there until my drains come out. And okay. that's usually 48 hours after. Okay. If all is going well. Yeah. And then if it doesn't, then I stay two days longer. Now, I want to ask you this now. And I've always been curious about this. When you have breast implants put in. How, what about the ride home? Do you, do you avoid railroad tracks? It's so bumpy and it hurts so bad. So literally the whole ride home, you're holding them yeah, and going very slowly. You know, Mike David will drive and he'll say, well, we're going over a bump. Yeah. It's going to be worse now, yeah. but I'm going to be bound. He, you basically bound because you want to keep everything tight yeah. to the body. You're not gagged and bound. Well, on a good night, I could yeah. be. <laughs> Right. If I beg. So each time you had the breast implants, did it get easier to put them in? Was the first time the hardest? First cut the deepest? Yes. Yeah. First time was the most difficult, but even then it wasn't difficult. Mm. I know the explant's going to be worse, but you know, I, I have a really- Is it going to be worse? Some women said it was implant was worse. Some people said this was the worst pain they've ever been in their life. They'd rather give birth to three children. For explant. For explant. Yeah. But it also depends on, um, I've read stories about women that are under the muscle that had to have it scraped off of the rib cage. Oh, dear. And so much so that they almost cut the lung. Oh, my goodness. It's really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad because it adhered onto the rib cage. Yeah. I'm over the muscle, so that shouldn't happen. Right. So it shouldn't be that difficult. It's just the nursing of the... You know the sutures and all that yeah. stuff. So, the, uh, do you remember how much, um, how much your first 
breast implant, how much that cost, and what did you pay for it with a bu- buffalo nickels? I paid for it on a credit card. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, they had credit cards bu- back then. <laughs> it was a tablet. I just like Moses. I just yes. put it down. I carved the amount into it, like the Flintstone, <laughs> and I handed it to Dr. So it was Rosenberg. A trade or barter? No, system. I tried. Yeah. So. It was ten grand the first time. Ten grand the first time, and it was ten grand the second time. Oh, I think he gave me a discount because I went back to the same doctor, which is my fault. Yeah, and then the third time was like eleven thousand. I thought they were much cheaper than that. No, no, I went on Upper East Side, honey. Yeah, yeah. I thought breast implants were like thirty five hundred. Yeah, in Miami. Uh huh. And that's where all the strippers would go. Okay. And um, no, ten grand, ten grand, eleven grand, thirteen grand. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. so that Corvette I wanted all those years was basically in my tits. Well, yeah, but you have a Corvette now. I do. And have you? You've been how long? You've been back from the UK for like five days. Five yes, days. I've, and I've have you have just been driving all over. Well, it's been raining, so yeah. not really. I've been yeah. taking Lily's car everywhere because <clears throat> I don't want to bring the Corvette out in the rain. Yeah, what car does Lily have? She has my old 2007 Honda CRV. Uh huh. I love that car. Yeah. Yeah. Honda will go forever if you let it. Yeah. So now you've got this vet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of this, your fantasy with the vet, I know you, you've, as a kid, you fantasized the whole Playboy model playmate thing. And I know the Corvette is part of that. So now you're. Corvette not, was before that. But now you're not going to have the, the breast. And I'm just wondering do you have a support group in, in place for the sort of feelings you're going to go through without them? This sort of. A remorse. I, I will not have... Dr. Chun said... But you don't know yet. I know it. Dr. Chun said, in 30 years of doing this, he's never once had one woman regret it. Mm. He, he had some that haven't healed, um, you know, with their illnesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not one has ever regretted it. He's not been doing one. this for 30 years? 30 years. I, I, my concern with Dr. Chun, and we'll follow up on the documentary, is he's going to go in and find capsules from years gone by. It, he's got to get all the capsules of all the surgeries out that I've ever had. Oh, I see. Every time you put them in, a your body forms. creates a, 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 a outer layer, uh-huh. a scar tissue yep. to hold it in. And you're afraid that there will be... Um, I'm not afraid. I'm quite sure that he's going to find like Dr. Rosenberg's capsules in there from, what, ni- from, two, from when was that? 1991? Yeah. 1989. I wonder if he's going to find Jimmy Hoffa's <laughs> capsules in I there. I absolutely think so. They've never found Geraldo Jimmy Hoffa. Geraldo went looking at the wrong place. Yeah. He should have been looking in my scar tissue. That's right. That's right. Wow. It's amazing, the human body, yeah. what it can endure and, and how it is. And what you're describing is how your body is trying to heal itself yes. with the um, with this foreign object yes. inside of it. And I am so excited about it that you asked me about a group. There are women on there that talk about it. And, you know, I feel awful. My boobs look terrible. I wasn't mm. prepared that they're going to look this bad. I literally, and, and I say this with a grain of salt because I'm about to go into surgery, mm-hmm. I don't care what they look like. Mm-hmm. I care about my health. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. I am so prepared. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am so prepared for having, he says I'm going to be a C cup. I'm prepared for being a B cup. Okay. And I am okay with it. I'm okay for my belly to be bigger than my boobs. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with all of it because I will have my health and at least I will have a baseline where to start my yeah. journey chasing health. I love begins. it. Well, you've got my support. Thank you. I know you will be fantastic throughout this. I'll be sending you love. And this Thank story you. will continue. We'll continue to talk about this and, yeah. and uh, create and uh, continue this dialogue about uh, the, the breast implant journey and, and the people out there listening who have them. And, and what... can, can we give them the email address? Should we, Jeremy? 
There's an email address, yeah. and that's what do you think? We, we'll we, we'll do it on the okay, next we'll on the next okay. episode that we talk about this. I'll be sending you lots of love. I'll need it. I'll take it. Yes, I receive that love. Yes, and uh, Doctor Chun, the master, make sure his hands are guiding in the right place. That's right. And yes, all that stuff. All right, darling, we will continue this. Okay, I love you. I love you. We'll talk soon. Yes. Bye, everybody out there. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.